mom surviving life. Tough questions, real answers, awesome hacks. Hello and welcome to Mom Surviving Life. Today, Carla and I are going to talk about what happens when mommy gets sick. While both of us have experienced this, we both are not sure how to deal with this besides, well, at least everyone made it out alive. As always, please subscribe to the podcast and please follow us on social media. So we want to tell everyone we are actually recording this in person. Yay! Not on Zoom. So we actually can't <laughs> mute our mic when we're coughing or sneezing. So there's probably going to be way more background noise in this episode than ever before. <laughs> probably. But that's okay. It's just exciting to be able to do this together. I know. I can reach out and touch you now. So if we cry, we can actually give each other a hug. <laughs> yes! Which might happen in this episode. <laughs> of all episodes, probably the best one to do in person. <laughs> yeah, especially since lately. Okay, so why when mommy gets sick, does the world end? Daddies just don't know how to pick up the slack. I think my problem is, is like, daddies are a fixer or like your other parent tries to like fix. It's like, there's no fix. You just need to like fall into routine and do stuff. I also, God love men, but they cannot multitask to save their lives. Not at all. Even if you text a guy and you ask him three questions, he only answers one of them. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so true. Yeah, it's bad. Like I know... So my mom and I, we've got food poisoning at the same time. We got sick at the same time. And I laugh because my dad, like, he's not normally in the house. Like, he hangs out in the shop. But, like, it was in the middle of the night and my mom came down. And I was like, Mom, I feel like crap. Like, you need to take care of the girls today. And she goes, I've been puking, too. And I just saw on her face. I'm like, oh, she's totally going to pass out. So then I caught her. She passed out. She's on the floor. And I'm, like, getting her into, the, like, the semi-prone position when someone loses consciousness. And then my dad comes downstairs because he heard like her fall. And then she's laying on her back and she's like, I'm going to throw up. And I have not seen my dad run like so fast. Like we were over there and he was like at like where the gate is. And he was like upstairs like that. It was hilarious. Like running away. Oh yeah. He's like, I'm out. Like my dad does not deal well with bodily fluids, even his own. Like if he's sick and he like coughs up blood, he's like, that's disgusting. And I'm like, it came out of you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most men aren't good with bodily fluids, but it's also been a long time since your dad's really had to deal with children. Like your mom's helped you a lot. So like he never really had to deal with too much of it. My dad picked me up from school when I had food poisoning once or like the stomach flu and the whole time home, he's like, are you going to puke? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. And then we like rounded the corner and I was like, I'm going to puke. He like pulled over. I'm, he's like, oh, <laughs> Stop. Dead stop. He's like, get out. (laughs) Yeah, that's the dad thing to do. Yeah, they're not okay with, like, any kind of bodily fluid. And they don't even know how to help you, let alone, like, worry about the kids on top of it. I think that's the thing, is they're so grossed out by, like, puke and poop and every, like, bodily fluid. They're like, I don't want to touch any of you. Plus man cold. Like, men, when they get sick, like, they're dying, and you're like, it's a cough. Move on. Yeah, like, you are barely sick at all. Get over it. (laughs) That still reminds me of that one video. I don't know if it's a Vine or, like, a YouTube video of, like, the woman, and she's like, I'm I'm sick, too. But, like, I still need to vacuum, and the kid still needs to eat. Oh, you would like soup? What kind of soup? Oh, chicken noodle soup with the carrots picked out? Well, maybe you should be calling your mother. I'm sick, too. Yes, I feel just like you do, but I still need to function. And I laughed so 
hard because I have friends even that are like nurses and like medical professionals and they're like he gets sick and I'm like I literally had that two days ago you're fine (laughs) now I get to lean on Shane when I am sick how do you like obviously you have your mom but like do you just suffer through and (laughs) I mean sometimes like I am not gonna lie I told I texted Shana this right when it happened and she was like yeah I've been there I don't know what was wrong with me but I was like I'm gonna be sick I don't know what I ate but I had to puke and I was literally breastfeeding I forget what kid and I literally like I just wore baggy shirts and I just like pulled the shirt over the kid breastfeeding bent over puke in the toilet like wiped my mouth threw the toilet paper in the toilet flushed it, washed my one hand, and then, like, held baby, washed my other hand with one hand, and then just, like, carried on. <laughs> and it was, like, I totally just puked while breastfeeding. I'm, like, fine. That's pretty impressive. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. I don't, I never had to do that, so. Well, I mean, when I get sick, I just kind of go to the mentality of, you're not sick. You're fine. Move on. Like, you don't have time to be sick right now. Right. And or I think like, that's a lot of mom's, like, perspective on it, is, like, yeah. I don't have time for this. We're just going to power through and it will be done in no time. (laughs) Yeah. Like sometimes if I feel like I'm legitimately going to be sick, I'm like, oh, I'll go to bed a little earlier. Or like when I used to work in the bars, I would get like really hoarse voice from screaming, especially if I'd work three nights in a row. Excuse me. So for me, I would drink its concoction of pineapple juice and Tabasco sauce. And it makes you go, I'm sounding like this where you have no voice. You're totally fine. Huh. And like with migraines, like when you work in the bars, like you can't tell them to turn it down. You can't no. wear earplugs. You just have to figure out how to fix your migraine. So like, I feel like I figured out how to fix, like when I know I'm at the start of something, I'm like, how do I nip this in the bud? Fair enough. And that's true. Like you, there's not a whole lot you can do in the atmosphere that you were working in. I never, like I bartended but it was never really in like loud bars and stuff so I never really had that issue yeah like I would if I knew that I was getting a migraine like I would text at like three in the afternoon being like I'm going to bed but like you need to have someone on standby because I might have to come in and there's only like two bars that I ever had the ability to be like okay this is what's going on and I they were understanding other bars they're like suck it up yeah. <laughs> I'm like I literally be like in tears bartending. I'm like, what would you like to drink? (laughs) So the mom guilt of it. Why are we not allowed to say daddy can deal with stuff for a day or two? Because I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Because daddy will create more work, I feel like. Yes. Like, even when, like, even recently when I have not been feeling good and I'm in bed, I will text him and be like, do you need help? And he's like, nope, I got it. And I'm like, just like, I can hear everything. And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to come upstairs to a disaster and it's just not going to be pretty, but it's just easier for me to stay away. But it's, it's, you just can't let go. Like when you... Moms are always, not always, but most of the time, the sole caregiver for the kids. Even if there's both parents are in the picture, moms do most of the work. And I feel like we have a hard time letting go. Yeah. And that's, when we say mom, are you okay? Yeah. (laughs) Do we need to get the Kleenex already? No. (laughs) 
Um, when we say like mommy getting sick, like we're more so talking about the primary parent. Cause like, while we're both moms, we are the primary caregiver. And like, honestly, when my mom and I were both sick, like, thank God we have two bathrooms in this house. But like, when that happened, when like my dad was sick, my mom was sick, I was sick. And even the girls were sick at that point. Like, thank God the girls were in diapers and they have their own little toilets. But it's like, my parents were like rotating through the upstairs bathroom and I had my own bathroom down here, but it's like, you feel like garbage. Like the one thing that like, I can't stress enough to people that don't have kids is like, think about when you are at your sickest and then you have like one or more little tiny humans that are like, feed me, change me, love me, play with me. And you're like, I just want to die. And those are the days your kids are like the least cuddly ever. Oh my God. There's, (laughs) but my kids are also the most needy when it's like that. And I'm like, Oh God, I hate this. Like the day after my brother's wedding, I'm not going to lie. I drank way too much. And I was super hungover. And like my best friend was here and she's like, I'm going to stay till noon to make sure that like you're good. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like I wasn't super hungover, but at the same time I was exhausted. And I was like, I'm going to bed when they go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And it took like three, three days worth of I'm sleeping at nap time with them and I'm sleeping at bedtime with them to like catch up on my deficit. Oh, for sure. And even if it's not a night out of drinking, even if it's just a late night. Oh my God. Anything after 10 o'clock. So much to get back. <laughs> like the effort to get back to it, even if you're not sick or hungover or anything, just staying up late. It takes so long to get back to like a good night's sleep where you don't feel exhausted anymore because having kids just like wears you out faster. Oh Yeah. But, like, on top of the mom guilt is, like, the guilt of, like, not being a good wife and a supportive wife. And it's, like, you need to take that time to get better because, like, as an adult, like, even when you're sick, like, I'm sure Shane's, like, oh, you're, you're being a crappy wife. Like, he understands that you're being, that you're sick and you need to lay in bed, that you're not, not helping him. You just physically, you need the recharge. Yes, he's, he's been really good about everything. And for the most part. I've been able to just go and lay in bed when I need it. It's Ella that pulls on my heartstrings because, like, if she sees me and then I go to bed, it's, like, game over. And I just feel so bad. Like, so many times I've, like, gone to bed and I've just bawled my face off because I feel horrible. And then, like, I try and just go to bed before she gets home from daycare with Shane so then there isn't that like mommy it's so hard though because then you just hear her upstairs and you're like I want to go see my baby and you're like I can't because it's just not gonna it's not a good idea (laughs) the hardest part for me like if I ever am on the weekends and my mom's here and I'm like I need to go take a nap like I will go downstairs before the girls get up so they can't see me so like it's kind of the same thing but like you have to let that go. Sorry, I thought I heard them crying. <laughs> you have to let that go because as much as they're like, mommy, mommy, like they just want you. You need to understand as well. Like you also need that time to yourself. Absolutely. It's super horrible and you feel like a terrible parent, but like you need it. You can't take yeah, care of like, them if you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah, but daddy also like can do it so easily and like it doesn't affect them or like it doesn't seem like it affects them as much. But it's like you just you're like, I'm so sorry. I just feel like 
the kids don't react the same way to them either. Yeah. Like if I were to try to take a nap on the couch while they were like while Ella was playing, there's no way she'd be on me in two seconds. Shane can do it for hours and Ella doesn't go near him. <laughs> like <laughs> What the hell? Not cool. Uh, I also think too, like if you go in for like that little pop in, and then they're like, "Mommy!" Like, Daddy almost doesn't know how to comfort them, or like whoever is oh, taking care of your kids doesn't know how to comfort them. Like, I'm really lucky that my kids, even if they're like, "Mommy!" and I'm like, "I need five minutes." Like, I need five minutes to go flip a load of laundry, or I'm making dinner. My mom like is good with taking them and like going and doing something whether it's read a book or do a puzzle or whatever but like if it's my dad like there is no control like when my dad comes in and like my mom is doing something and I'm doing something my dad's like well, what do you want me to do and I'm like entertain them <laughs> like mind them in this contained space that we have created and he's like but I can't do that and I'm like but you can it's not hard <laughs> like my mom and I do it for hours at a time with no difficulty. You have to do it for five minutes. We bring the groceries in or while we do something real quick. And he's like, but I can't do it. And I'm like, you can't or you won't. I give your dad props for saying that I can't do it. I mean, granted, he also is a singleton parent and these are twins. But at the same time, like I was in a family of two kids. Yeah. So <laughs> you have dealt with two kids before. You just haven't dealt with two kids at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dads. <laughs> dads and grandpas. Like, I'm dealing with grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like my dad is like, I don't need to do this because I'm grandpa and I don't have to do this. And I'm like, okay, but I'm a single parent and I need your help for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Just give me like even two minutes. I will speed through whatever I'm doing to get it done in two minutes if you can just take over first. I can flip my sheets and their crib sheets in a matter of 10 minutes. I feel like that's impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> or it's like I go downstairs and I sort laundry and I get a laundry. Like, I'm like, I need 10 minutes. Or it's like I say, to my, I say to my mom, I need a half hour. And she goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I need to flip my sheets, their sheets. I need to sort laundry. I need to get a load of laundry going. I need to refill the diffusers. And I need to pick up my clothes for tomorrow. She goes, Okay, go. And I'm done in 20 minutes. She's like, do you not do something? And I'm like, no, I got everything done. But like, I feel like I'm so methodical with everything now that it's like, I know how fast I can get something done. Or it's like, I know I can like do the pillowcases after they go to bed. Cause like, I don't need a lot of light for that. Or like, I can do this or that. Like, I feel like I've like honed in. I'm like, I need 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have gotten things down pretty good. I feel like I'm very efficient, but like I also have to do everything twice. Yes. So I've learned how to be efficient. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. <laughs> well, like, even and your when kids you, are very patient. Like, when we were getting the girls down today, like, you were changing Ella and I was changing Kinsley, and Regan's just standing there, like, hands folded in front of her. She's just standing there. Yeah. Not making a peep, just watching you change Ella, just waiting her turn. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're so patient. Yeah. It's, it's kind of scary, though. But it's good. Yeah, it's a good scare. <laughs> it's a very good thing. But they also didn't have a choice. No, like they had to learn. Like even when they were like Ella's age, I would get one cleaned up and take her downstairs and put her to bed. The other would just be like sitting in her chair waiting. And like, don't get me wrong. There were some days where she's having a full on meltdown because I'm not there. And I'm like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And that's all you can do. But that's it's... when you load Cocomelon on your phone. 
Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of being sick and this lovely pandemic that has been going on and COVID. how COVID affects us all. Now, I have been very lucky to not have been physically affected by COVID. Um, it's been rotating through the girls' daycare. They, I don't think, have ever gotten it, and I haven't gotten it unless you count COVID as a cold, but we also refuse to test because none of us have lost our sense of smell or taste, and none of us have clocked a fever. Like, we've had runny noses, we've had congestion, we've had coughs, but nothing past that, and we take, like, literally one Tylenol mucus relief, and we're done. Like, and it's that time of the year. Like everyone gets like the temperature keeps changing up and down. Like those. Oh my God. Every time that the temperature fluctuates more than 10 degrees and goes above zero. Like you can hear it in my voice. Like I am sick, but like no one else around me is getting this cold. Right. It's literally just me. And I'm like, just leave me alone. Like I just need to get through this. <laughs> I feel like we, we are similar in how we get sick. And I'm air quoting sick because we're not really sick, but I'm the same thing. Once it fluctuates up, I get congested and I'm just eh, for a couple of days and then I'm good again. Yeah. And I'm like, the problem is like, we're like where I live, like we live two hours apart is here. It's three degrees today, but last night it was negative 11. Right. Like that is a huge jump. That's 14 degrees between midnight last night. And it's like, you know, one thirty now and it's four degrees. Like it's insane. But everyone's like, well, I don't understand why that bothers you. And I'm like, it happens in the summer. Like I can get summer flu, which people are like, I said, no, it's literally like in August when the temperature starts just at, at night. Yeah. I get sick. And everyone's like, how? I'm like, it's my body is freaking out because the temperature just changed way too fast. Yeah. Now, how did you feel when COVID started going through your daycare? So I actually was really lucky because by the time COVID has hit the daycare, I stopped listening to mainstream media and I listened to one infection doctor out of McMaster Hospital in Hamilton and my next door neighbor, um, she went through, I forget what she had, but she had to go and like eat fecal pills to like realign her digestive tract because she was all discombobulated so to speak I can't remember she had C. diff that's what it was okay which apparently like you don't get as a young person and you also only get from staying at a hospital and she didn't have either so she had to go take poop pills as her husband says <laughs> and in the process she had to speak to an infection doctor because this is an infection it's a very serious one and that doctor said to her send your kids to school the risk of the kids having COVID unless they are preemie, which the girls have basically been cleared of their preemie status at their December appointment, which was awesome because that was right before COVID. And if they have any kind of breathing issue, which the girls don't, I didn't have to worry about COVID because I'm like, it's now a cold. Like it's no different than having a cold. Like the flu is actually more serious than COVID at this point, Absolutely. in my opinion. So now it's just kids with a cold. And I'm like, Kids are sick from like September to March. Yeah. There's a runny nose, there's a cough, there's something. So for the most part, I'm like, the girls are fine. Absolutely. I have been lucky. Like there's been no cases of COVID in our daycare. Reported. Reported. But who knows? <laughs> but Ella has gotten some other crazy things. 
because she got the eye infection and she got impetigo. I want to make sure I say that right. Impetigo. Yeah. And like both of those were highly contagious and like we survived. <laughs> I feel like the problem with the eye infection and impetigo is like they just look really bad. They do. But like her her personality yeah. never changed. Like she was still the happy-go-lucky kid through both of them. Yeah. And like that's the thing. Like I can always tell when my kids are sick because as cuddly as they are, they're worse. Like <laughs> they're way more cuddly when they're sick. Like Regan will not get off my lap. And it's like she was running around and playing today. I was like, she's not sick. Yeah. And it's like daycare knows when my kids are sick because they're like, <gasps> cuddles. Just like hold me. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't want to play at all. Like there's a difference with my kids being like, oh, I want to cuddle for like five minutes and then I want to play. My kids will cuddle for like three hours straight. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> being <laughs> sick over the holidays. We both got to suffer through this. <laughs> yeah. Christmas, In different ways. <laughs> Christmas this year sucked for both of us for different reasons. Yeah. Um, we, well, why don't you go first with your holiday story, which we already kind of know. We did talk about, but, yeah. um, so I have gallbladder issues that started December 27th was the first day that it started, like that I couldn't eat anything. Um, at least you got Christmas dinner. Yes. And Boxing Day. Cause that's both families. Yeah. I got both families in for Christmas and then I died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> practically died. I it was bad. Um, but I'm still dealing with it. Like, luckily I can eat most things again, but I was down and out. Like I felt so bad for Shane when I, like, I was the happiest mom in the world when they got, like, when Ella got to go back to daycare, it was like, praise the Lord, take her. I love you, but you need to go. Mommy needs a break. (laughs) Even though I was working, I would much rather work than have to, like, handle it all because it was just a lot. Yeah. Even Shane was like, is it bad to say that we want our kid to go back to daycare? And I'm like, no, that's every parent after the holidays. (laughs) Yes. And, like, for me, too, like, we weren't so much sick as we were in isolation. So it was, like, it just sucked because, like, we couldn't see anyone over, like, over the holiday break. And then our COVID isolation ended New Year's Eve. And it's like, everyone had already made plans. And I was like, well, our plan didn't really involve going anywhere anyways. Cause like, we're just lame. I didn't care. I'm like, I didn't even stay up till midnight, honestly. But like, I've been sick over the holidays as a childless person. And I've been sick over the holidays with kids. And it's like, Everyone expects you to show up at their house, like, dressed up with their hair done, especially girls, and, 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 and you're just like, I just want to lay in bed and cuddle with them. Like, please stop. Just leave me alone. I don't want to do anything. Even when you're not sick, like, the holidays aren't supposed to, like, it's supposed to be about being together and not, like, this big hoopla. And I love how you guys did Christmas this year. Like, let's just chill and relax at home. So I actually got my Christmas day idea from a nurse when I was in NICU. She's like, Christmas day is for me and my family. And it is the day where we open presents and we play with stuff and we put something on the TV and like we would eat pizza out of a box. Like it's chill. There's not an expectation of getting dressed. I can drink if I want. The kids can play with their toys. If you want to come see us, great. 
I'm not getting dressed. So don't expect me to have makeup on. Don't expect my hair to be done. I'm chilling in my comfies with my kids. We'll watch a movie. And I kind of like that because honestly, Christmas day is such an excitement and overwhelming time for your kids that if they get something big, like the girls this year got their little car and I'm like, so you expect me to take them away from that car for hours. They just want to go home and play with their car. Yeah. So just let them have it. Plus we can't take it anywhere. (laughs) Like it took the whole backseat out. Uh, Food poisoning and stomach flu, which I have experienced both with my kids. Have you experienced either, Elliot? No. Okay. So I got stomach flu. Oh, I don't know when. I wasn't breastfeeding. But like, and the girls got stomach flu at the same time. So like, I still remember Reagan, like she tooted, but then she also sharted. <laughs> and she didn't know what it was. And like, you just hear her. She's like. And then she's like reaching out to hold me because she's terrified. And I don't know what else to do but laugh because I think it's hilarious. But you also are stuck with this risk of like, this is hilarious. Oh crap. She's filling her diaper. And it's just because it's liquid. Yeah. There is only so much her diaper is going to hold before I need to change her. And like, and diapers don't hold liquid poop. No. They hold the pee, but they do not hold liquid poop at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't absorb. I don't know why, but you work for like a diaper brand and you can make diapers that like hold liquid poo like you are onto a multi-billion dollar idea yes (laughs) seriously and make it for adults as well (laughs) but like as soon as she did it I was like oh crap and then I ran her upstairs and like shoved her on a potty and made her continue liquid pooping on a potty and she like doesn't want to sit because she's freaking out because she's like I'm peeing out of my butt yeah and I'm like oh crap so like and then Kinsley starts, and I'm like, oh, no. Crap, crap, crap. This is not good. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, we just get through it. The girls, you know, take their Pedialyte, which is great not only for stomach flu, but it's great for hangovers, just in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> we eat the Pedialyte freezies, which are bomb in the summer. Um, and we just kind of keep ourselves liquid, like, hydrated. And I was going to say liquidated. <laughs> keep ourselves hydrated and you know we live off of soda crackers like your kid is not gonna die if you only give them pediolite and soda crackers for 24 hours while they're sick like you live off of it and you're fine (laughs) no anything past that I would say go to the hospital but no for sure pediolite most people like just get your kid a pediolite get them drinking something yes and you'll be fine (laughs) stay away from Gatorade yes for children especially for kids the girls actually really liked my white Gatorade but I always cut that like almost half and half or more with water because they like the flavor of it but I'm like it has so much sodium yeah it's gonna dehydrate you further yeah yeah not good for kids that's for sure um migraines I luckily since I've quit smoking do not get migraines I've had like two and they've only come on after the girls have gone to bed so I really haven't had to struggle through migraines and kids but I know you have I have but this is where having Shane around to help is good um it's not an easy thing because I'm a very light sensitive person when I get a migraine and I need like the darkness like don't turn a light on I'm just gonna I'm gonna 
burst into death like Dracula or whatever. So like a vampire or whatever. So I'm like, I need darkness and quiet and ice on my head and neck. And yeah, I, I honestly, like, obviously I would probably have to suffer through if I was a single parent, but it's nice that I don't always have to. So we have like the salt lamp downstairs with the girls. So like our room is never actually in darkness, which is kind of a good thing because when the hydro goes out, like, I don't even, I can't even function in the room. I'm like, I know where everything is. I've lived down there for like two years. I still can't figure out like walk around like a blind person. And when I have a migraine, I literally have like an eye like mask that I have beside my bed that like I will put on, on top of like it being dark down there. I'm like, I just need darkness. And then we have a noise machine for the girls. And I'm like, I want to turn that off so bad because mine is like noise and light. And I'm just like, But like, yeah. even like we're sitting alone in this house, like you can hear like certain things running and like every so often you can hear because we have like water radiators. So you can hear like water running or like a motor will turn on for like the pump for the water or like the fan for the furnace. So like even in this house, when it's like silent, it's not actually silent. No, and no house is. But like those little, those little noises, they, oh my when God. you have a migraine, are intensified. <laughs> Yeah, the best thing I can say about if you have a migraine with kids is just if you have powerful drugs, take them. If you can send the kids somewhere else, do that. Because <laughs> otherwise you are. And through quick. all of this, build a support system with friends and family who can that you can call to take the kids when you physically cannot take care of your kids. It is so important. So not being able to lift your baby for whatever reason. So I ran into this because I have tendonitis, I think it is, in my thumb from serving. Yay. Um, I like can't grip with like my left hand. So I have to wear a brace. And like I ended up going to the hospital because like I literally thought I broke my wrist. I don't know how, but I thought I did. I ended up just being like my wrist cracking, but... I just like, I couldn't pick up my kids. I'm like, something is obviously wrong with my wrist. And I did the broken bone test where like you tap and like, it's like two, 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 nine, two, 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 like as you go across. And I'm like, there's so many little broken bones in your wrist. I'm like, it needs to get x-rayed, like figure out what's wrong. Um, nothing. I have tendonitis. It came back. I'm like, and they're like, so like, don't pick up anything more than like 15 pounds. And I'm like, both my kids weigh more than that. So I got a brace. I started taking anti-inflammatory drugs and I just like would pick my kids up. And like, I'm so used to picking up two kids that like I have the ability to pick a kid up with like not using my arm so that I can like hold a drink. So like I literally started imploring that on like my website. Like I would get them on my hip and I would like hold one and then I have one on the other side and like I wouldn't use my wrist or my hand. And that's how I was able to deal with like that part of it. And it was like, okay, this works. And like, I had to do that for three weeks, but it was like, how do you not pick up your kid for three weeks? And like, the only other person really that would pick them up besides me is like my parents are like the daycare workers. So like, what am I supposed to do? Sorry, you're no longer getting picked up. Yeah. That's not going to fly. It's a feasible answer. So like, I was kind of annoyed with that doctor that I was like, that is not a feasible thing. You need to come up with a better option because just not using it is not an option. Not lifting oh. things is not an option. 
but like even if I was a server like oh don't use your left hand I'm left-handed yeah I pick up everything with it like even picking up my water cup was a difficult thing and I was like crap how do I do this yeah so that's when I have gallbladder surgery that's like my biggest fear because they like I've already read a bunch of stuff and you can't pick anything up more than 20 pounds which Ella is over and like not being able to pick Ella up for two months because it's like six to eight weeks of no lifting and it's like what am I gonna do so there's gonna be a lot of like sitting on the floor with her and cuddling that way I've been trying to like figure out other ways that I can do it and I'm trying to start implementing it now so she's not totally caught by surprise when it happens well my aunt got breast reduction surgery when her youngest was 11 months old and I remember like I was in university at the time so like I was able to go to their house and help but I would hold him like I would go under his butt and I would hold him at his stomach so like I was brunting the weight of him but then I would move my one arm that was around his tummy and I would grab his leg so like I'm holding him but she's able to give him a hug and he has the sensation that she's holding him, but like she had breast reduction surgery. So like she can't strain her chest at all. Right. Which is literally the part of your body that is working when you pick up your kid. Mm-hmm. So like I would brunt his full weight. And then when she was done, I would just lean, she would just like make him like lean back onto my chest and like it took us three or four times of figuring out how to do this before it was like, we knew how to do it and it was easy, but it was like, what is she supposed to do? Not pick up her 11 month old. Yeah. Like it's so hard. And you're like, just don't pick up your kid. I'm like, you clearly don't have kids. Please go find someone who doesn't and have them give you kids. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to figure out the best option, but it, I'm still, it's going to be really hard for me. Shane and I have already discussed. He will have to take her to daycare and pick her up because I won't be able to get her in her in or out of her car seat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a struggle. He's already talked to work. They're okay with it, which is great. Um, but it's not like it's permanent. No. But it's just, it's two months is a long time without picking up your kid. <laughs> I mean, it'll be good for Shane because then he'll get to see like what you go through. Oh, for sure. Because like, I won't even be able to get her out of her crib. Like he'll have to do all of those things. I'm just going to get lost to sleep, I guess. <laughs> I can't get her out of her crib if I wanted to. So you're up. Um, so that brings us to running on no sleep. Which we have all done. I feel like you have an easier job at this than I do. Because when my kids are up all night, like, it's generally only one of them. And the problem that I run into is like, I've been up all night with baby number one and then baby number two wakes up and they're like, what's up, mama? Let's go play. And I'm like, I'm so tired. Where I only have one and we've both been up all night. So we are both in the same mood. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, I've kind of learned that like, if I have one that's been up all night, like the other one, I just kind of am like, let's just take the Johnny as I say this. I'm like, let's just, you know, take it step by step (laughs) as I start yawning. Like, let's just, you know, let's get to nap and then mommy's going to have a nap and that'll be enough recharge for me to get through till night. And then I just kind of like have to muddle through. Right. If I've been up all night and I have to go to work the next day. Oh my God. I am. I'm not like bad at my job, but like 
it takes me so much longer to do things. Well, you're just not as productive when you are tired and <laughs> running on no sleep. But so, yeah, just getting to nap time for everybody is like, and like, there is nothing wrong with like getting to nap time and like, I gotta go nap. Yeah. And then getting to bedtime and like, as soon as your kids go down, you're like, I'm going to bed. There's we have both done it multiple times. Oh my God. Like my mom. Oh, I think it was like two or three nights. I was exhausted. I don't know why I was just, I was burnt out. And she's like, do you want to play tiles? And I'm like, no, like I'm going to bed. It was like eight 30. And then, oh, I don't, the night that we tried to record and you're at like webcam, like messed up and stuff. I'm like, yeah, we're going to record and then I'm going to go to bed. And then I was heading downstairs to go to bed. It was like 830 or something. Like we were like, yeah, it was great. My mom was like upstairs, like ready to go to bed. She was like, it's 830. I don't go to bed yet. And I like had to laugh because she's like, why are you going to bed so early? I'm like, I'm tired. Like, Kinsley went to bed at 630 tonight. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Running on no sleep sucks. Yeah, it's not pleasant. But like you said. You have to take it like one step at a time, get to nap time, get to those break periods where you can like recharge yourself as well. And that's the best, like, cause you can power through. We all have, and we can, but like just work to get to those breaks, get recharged. Cause we all know we can function on very little sleep. So if we get a little bit to recharge us, then we'll be okay to get to the next break. And remember that even when you're in a sleep regression with your kid, eventually they have to crash. They cannot be up for three days. As much as you are like, why are you not sleeping? They are sleeping in that three-day period. It's just so short. Yes. Eventually they're going to crash and they're going to have like a four-hour nap and you're going to like go and nap with them. And then you're going to get up and you're going to clean the whole house and like prep a four-course meal and they're still sleeping. And you're like, but now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so true I feel like I've done a bunch of chats yeah every parent has the like they're still sleeping what do we do yeah. mentality and you're just like uh, what can I get done while they're still sleeping <laughs> um, <laughs> um so we're gonna move on to like the more serious illnesses because some moms do get diagnosed and look at a diagnosis that means that they may not see their kids grow up, which I know two separate people that have had diagnoses like this. Like I know someone that she was pregnant and like she got pregnant while getting chemo. So she was like, I'm not going to see my kids grow up. Well, she's cancer free and our kids are teenagers. So I mean, but you don't know, like that's yeah. the scary part. Yeah. Like you think that like when you're going to get these diagnoses that you're older, like your kids are going to be grown and they're going to be able to stand on their own two feet. And like, I have another friend, like her kids are right around my kid's age. Like she also is a tw- single parent twin mom and she get a diagnosis that she has to go <laughs> 11 hours by car or a plane ride to a hospital to get medical treatment. And it's like, she has to go every two weeks. I'm sorry. She has to go every two weeks to get this medical treatment. And it's like, how do you deal with that every two weeks taking a plane ride to a larger hospital? Because she lives in Northern Ontario. Like, how do you deal with that? Who watches your kids? And she's like, my parents. 
what what else are you supposed to do? Right. That's why that's where that support system we talked about is so important. And like, even though everyone's like, oh, it takes a village. It's like you may not need every single person in your village at every minute of every day. But like, like, I don't see Shanna all that often, but she is such a key part of my village of being a sounding board and my advice person and my vent person. And then it's like, like my best friend, Cass, like she's a nurse. Like anytime I have any kind of ridiculous nurse question, like, you know, what should I give them for a fever? Or this is what they're feeling like, or take a picture of a diaper rash and send it to her. There's so many times where I'm like, what is this? Is this normal? I have learned from my pregnancy to stay away from Google. I ask her so many times, like, should I be going to the hospital? Should I not? Like she's childless and like, she's a huge part of my village. No. And we all have those people that are just like, like you said, small parts that aren't necessarily like there to watch the kids, but like, they're still part of your village because every person you talk to that you can vent to every person that you can go to for advice like all of those people are part of your village in one way or another like I have a friend she's a pharmacy tech and like she's really good at doing like medical conversions so like if I'm wondering about upping the girl's dosage I'm like hey this is their weight this is their medic this is what we're doing like Tylenol or Advil and this is the suspension level she'll give me the diagnosis she'll give me the dosage and it's like she literally comes to me because her kids are younger with all of her parenting advice and I'm like yeah but like this is one single way that she helps me. And I'm like, this is such a massive thing that you're doing that I appreciate so much. Yeah. So it's like, that's like, it's such a scary part of it too, right? Like upping dosages and stuff. Like you're just so unsure. And a lot of people won't tell you, like, even when you go to the pharmacy, they're like, nope, they're not supposed to have that. And it's like, well, the doctor said, like, just give them that, but you need to get the proper dosage. And a lot of pharmacists won't do it. Because they're like, nope, you're not supposed to have it. And it's like, it's okay, but it needs to be in a proper dosage. And that information isn't provided, which is what the pharmacist is for, right? Like, so it's nice to have someone who can help you with like that little part of your journey of raising the girl. Well, and that's just it. Like, like I said, like there's people within my village and like, again, quotation marks for village, but like, there's people within my village that they're not there to babysit. They're not there to help form my children's worldview. I said, yeah, it's great that they're a part of that, but like having someone that I know that I can like my own little personal telehealth, like that is so important. Absolutely. The fact that I have someone that I can be like, I need dosage information for X, Y, and Z, like so important. It's so crazy that certain people are like, I'm going to do this all on my own. And I'm like, you're not on your own. No, no one can do it on their own. Like everybody has people for everything. (laughs) And if you're doing this all on your own, like you're not on your own. (laughs) No. Like you have people that have given you stuff. You have people that have, you know, they're your sounding board so that you can have an adult conversation. But, like, there's so many people within your village that while they're not the babysitter, they're not the person that you drop your kids off when you're sick, but they're still a big part of your village. Absolutely. Even just a night out with friends, those friends are part of your village because they're giving you that night out to not 
worry about things. Well, like even your male friend, like, I don't think that like you would let him babysit Ella just because like, that's not his jam. No, but I mean, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but like, he is such a key person of like, we should get day drunk. Yeah, like, absolutely. But that is someone that you need to like, that is part of your self-care of your relaxation. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if it's, you want to get stoned in the middle of the day or you don't drink and you, you know, let's go get manicures or you need that person. You need your childless friends because, and I think this is something that you got lost with was as much as you are Ella or you're Ella's mother, you are Carla, the person who is a mother. Right. And that is the biggest thing that we all struggle with. Yeah. Separating those things. Yes. Which is probably the hardest part I think for most people is they think of themselves as a mother first and everything else second. And I'm like, but you're a person first. Yeah. You constantly remind me of that. Like it's okay. Like you get to go and do nothing. Like it's okay. <laughs> and she, Shane's got it. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many times you're like, Shane has, is it's okay. Shane has her. It's okay. Like she's good. <laughs> well, and like, for me, like I was so, I lost myself in my kid's first year. And it's like, that was really hard to come back from. And it's like, when I see it happening with someone else, I'm like, red flags, pump the brakes. Like I'm the little minion going, like, <laughs> you have to remember that you are allowed to be a person as much as it, you think that it makes you a bad mom. It doesn't. And that's the mom guilt. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I see it. And I'm like, pump the brakes. You're a person first. You're a mother second. Regain your personness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As much as that's not a word, but you know what I mean? We're making it one. <laughs> yes. But that's the thing. Like, you need to be whole as a person. Like you can't pour from an empty cup. And when you get sick, that cup empties so much faster. <laughs> Does it ever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Highs and lows. I feel like both of our highs are the same because we're together. Yes. <laughs> we also haven't recorded in like three weeks. Yes. Because every time that we go to record, Carla's like, I don't feel well. And then whenever Carla's like, I'm good to go. I'm like, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have not been synced on our sicknesses, feelings, and <laughs> we have been off because we haven't been recording. <laughs> and FYI, this trip of Carla coming, we planned like last night. Yeah. <laughs> Like, after Ella and the girls all went to bed, we were like, what are you doing tomorrow? Nothing. I might come visit. Okay. (laughs) All right. Just hopped in the car after I locked my keys in the car and had to get CAA to come unlock my car. Then we can (laughs) hop in the car and come up here. But it was so worth it. I'm so happy. It's so exciting to record in person. I know, because we have yet to do this, even though we've gotten together before in the past. Yeah, but that was different. Like, it was for different reasons. Like, this was like a, let's, ha- like, hang out and have fun and get the girls together. And, hey, we haven't recorded in a long time. Let's record, because the girls are going to nap, and we're going to have us time. Yeah. So we're taking our self-care by doing the podcast together. Because this is our self-time. Yeah. My high is also that I love my new job. It's helping me in other areas because, like, when I go to work, I have, like, some free time. 
that like I'm using to fulfill other things that I would normally be doing after the girls go to bed. Like I obviously can't work out when I'm at work, but like I can organize my planner and I can like organize meal prep and I can go through my grocery list on flip and like I can plan some social activities because I have the ability to sit and text on my phone and my boss isn't yelling at me about that because like he actually has told me that I need to like wait when he assigns me a task because he's like I assign you a task but you're too efficient and I need you to like not do it right away because then I might change my mind <laughs> like he'll ask me to schedule something and then he's like wait don't schedule that and I was like it's already done so I have to cancel it or do you want me to like move it <laughs> and he's like which is easier and I was like I whatever you want me to do I will do that's what I'm here for so like I get an email of like do x and I'm just like I'll get everything like ready but like I won't like hit send or book and then he's like did you do it and I was like yes <laughs> it's nice too because like when I'm done work like I'm happier so like I want to spend more time with the kids right and having like doing all like the extra things that you would do when like not when the girls go to bed frees up more time for you to just relax oh my god be and not trying to fulfill a to-do list of things to get done the fact that I have the ability to do that like I and I'm like posting more too and like creating graphics and like doing that kind of thing for the podcast so it's like all the stuff that I would be doing at night I'm now during during business hours. So, and like, I don't actually take a break when I'm at work, like just so we're aware, like my like hour break that I'm entitled to by like law is doing all of these things. is like sprinkled out (laughs) into like five minute increments throughout the day. But it's say it like in the long run for you, you enjoy it more because then you can come home and just be like, "Ah," and not have like that to-do list hanging over you because I know you and I know that all of those things would be like, okay, when the girls go to bed, I'm going to do this, 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 because your to-do list is always so long. And there's always like 14 things on my Yes. So like, it just gives you that, like, you can come home and you want to spend time with the kids and you want to enjoy that time and you're not stressed out. I am so happy that you finally found like your spot well and that's just it like I get along with my coworkers, and like my boss likes me and I like my boss and like when I do make a mistake like everything's fine so that's good I'm also working out more consistently because I do have the ability to like have a relax and I'm able to get up in the morning and I'm on like an actual schedule where like I'm not all over the place so that really helps So like, I'm trying to go for three walks a day. Like we have a treadmill in the shop. So I go out and like, there's no one out there. Like I put the monitor on the counter on the main floor. My parents are upstairs. I'm like, if they're awake and screaming their heads off, which doesn't happen. Touch wood, (laughs) touch wood has not happened because they sleep in so well. And then the other three days of the week, I want to do my workouts. Yeah. The girls just woke up. (laughs) It's good because we're almost done. And then, so, like, for me, like, I'm down below 150 pounds. Like, I am slowly starting to feel more like my pre-pregnancy self. Like, my hormones are starting to regulate, which literally takes two years. And I'm at my tear mark. And it's like my body is starting to get back to my pre-pregnancy body. I feel like I'm pausing and I'm hearing Ella. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, that's not one of my kids. 
but yeah, like I, I feel better because I'm able to do more in my day and then I'm able to actually relax at night and I'm able to get up and like do more in the morning too. So. That's so good. Yeah. Your low, we should do your low first. Cause I feel like mine's not as bad of a low. <laughs> yeah. We try to end not on the worst note possible. So my low this week is that I found out that I needed two procedures to have my gallbladder removed and not just one. And I did already have the one procedure. It was not so bad. And I do feel a lot better, but it's it's provided more questions than answers, which sucks and makes it a lot more emotional. Like I am way more emotionally drained but we're getting there. Like I'm in line for surgery and we are getting there. (laughs) Fingers crossed. My low is that at one point my daycare had a 30% absent rate between staff and daycare kids. Um, It sucked because my kids kept going and didn't have any issues, but it just wasn't the greatest. So. We've moved past it. I mean, I feel like until we all stop testing that like COVID is just going to keep rotating through. And like, in my opinion, I feel like we need to learn to live with this. Like, we're never going to be able to fix this because even the vaccine clearly didn't work because people are on their third shot and they're still getting it. So the vaccine is not effective, in my opinion. And we're going to need to figure out a way to cope with this as a society instead of just cowering at our houses and it's become more of a cold than just like this killer virus like it's it's just a cold now like people are down now for a couple of days and moving on with their lives like we need to learn to live with it it's time it's been two years it's time to move on like let's get back to real life our kids need it (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. We appreciate all the support. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast. Jump over to our social media for all the links about all the stuff we talked about. We want to hear from you. Send us a DM or an email. See you on the 15th. (laughs) 